You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with the day. This is Brothers Just Searching. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Brothers Just Searching. I'm your host, Isaac Hayes. I belong. I'm with Anthony Hayes in studio and over the phone tonight, our first time call-in person, but he is very familiar to the program, Brother Daniel Pena. How y'all doing, guys? Awesome. Can you hear me now? That's yeah. what they said on the commercial, huh? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey we, we're AT&T people, not Verizon. Brother. Oh, I'm sorry, my brother. I didn't mean to offend. I got to be politically correct. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but anyway, look, well, I'm happy that y'all back. Last week, yeah. y'all, I missed y'all. You know, Brother Steven and Brother Kenny were uh, here last weekend to talk about the youth rally, which unfortunately got postponed. And um, we're, we're, we're setting up a date. We're going to start announcing that back pretty soon. I was looking forward to that. And, Good. Oh, gone coronavirus. It just, <laughs> it stopped us. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just happy y'all back here tonight. A couple of announcements before we start. Um, we want to give praise to the Lord. This week we got blessed um, where we had the opportunity to get us brand new microphones mm-hmm. and a brand new board. It is specifically for podcasting. And the Lord bless us to where we can get this. And I'm excited and blessed. Hope you'll hear the difference on this podcast. Also, our Facebook page, Brothers Just Searching, if you like Brothers Just Searching and you've been encouraged by Brothers Just Searching, go and like us on Facebook. We put the new podcasts out there. We also put our live services from New Beginning Fellowship Church on there. And we sometimes we give encouraging words. We get Bible verses and all that good stuff. Um, new Beginning Fellowship Church is in Brobridge, Louisiana, 519 Parkway Drive. If y'all in the Brobridge area, please come on and check us out. Also, like... The church on Facebook, New Beginning Fellowship Church on Facebook, any platform you're on. If it's Apple, Google, Spotify, go like and subscribe and give us a review so we can go ahead and just, you know, have fun. You know that we can, um, you messed me up right there. (laughs) Um, so we can uh, go ahead and, um, you know, get good reviews and help us out along the way. So, as I said, tonight we're on a subject that um, the whole world is talking about. It is the coronavirus. It has took uh, multiple lives in the United States and around the world. And uh, the cases of today worldwide went surpassed 400,000. People are in a panic. What are they supposed to do? They don't know where to turn. Unfortunately, the United States have tried to close down churches. They've closed down bars and restaurants. Bars, we're happy for it. They need to close them down. But this world is in a total chaos. You're all these people talking about the coronavirus. What is the church doing? We're a podcast. We talk about spiritual events, but at the same and we talk about spiritual things in the Bible, but we also want to go ahead and talk about current events. And this is the elephant in the room. We feel that the spirit of the Lord has led us to specific scriptures to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to brother Daniel and brother Daniel is going to go ahead and start us off tonight. Well, praise the Lord. What an interesting time that we're living in, right? My brother. Amen. 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 And, um, uh, to be honest with you, my heart is very heavy, but yet on the other part is rejoicing. It's kind of one of those, um, you know, just, just one of the feelings, you know, kind of like just sour and sweet. And so um, I just want to share with all my heart. And I've been in prayer for several days. I really haven't expressed too much to too many people of what I've been asking the Lord, especially, you know, especially what's connected, what's going on with the current events. But but lately, the last couple of days, I finally, the Lord seemed like he's just been giving me some scriptures, you know, here a little, there a little, and just started to put it together. And, uh, you know, like we talked before the program, the Lord's giving you both, you know, some scriptures. So we're just, I believe that we're really in tune in the spirit. And, um, we have the mind of Christ tonight, and um, what we want to do is uh, deal with the situation. And, but I, what I like to do is deal with the, how we got here. You know, because a lot of things, there's a lot of Christians around saying, "Okay, we're right here," and they're kind of confused why. So I think we need to just back up a little bit the bus and see how we ended up where we're at. And like once again, I really do believe that we have the mind of the Lord. 
I'm asking the audience, please pray for us. Please take into consideration uh, that what we're going to be sharing tonight. And uh, we would ask you after that you go into your prayer closet and, and examine the scriptures that we're going to give you tonight and examine the information that we're giving to you tonight. And you ask the Lord yourself that what we're saying is what's really going on. And I believe that the Lord will show you. Amen. 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 And so praise God. So um, let's just back up the last 20 years that I've seen. I've had, you know, about 25 years saved. And uh, these last 20 years, what I've seen happen within the church was just really, um, it was just kind of spiraling down in a way because we know that the gospel has been used mildly within our nation in the past. And I'm not saying that it's not being used right now. But what I've seen over the years is that people went from looking to the face of God through Christ Jesus to the hand of God. Amen. What I mean by that is the spiritual blessings, which are spiritual and also physical. In other words, monetary things and materialistic things. And so if we've looked in the last 20 years, the church has really started getting its focus off what God has really done for us and put the focus on, God, what can you do for me? You know what I mean? As far as trying to make me, uh, what's the word I want to use, comfortable in this earthly, worldly system. Amen? Mm. Yep. And yeah. so because of that, there's been a compromise where as far as uh, souls being brought into the kingdom is not as much because some of the church, I'm not saying everybody's guilty of it, but some of the church, they were chasing other things instead of chasing the will of God in their lives. The Lord gave a commandment in Matthew about, you know, the Great Commission, you know, go ye to all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. He said the same thing in the book of Acts in the first chapter, what he told his disciples, what he wanted them to do once he was going back to heaven. So I just believe that there's just been this misdirection within the church of chasing these things. But not only that, uh, you've seen that over the years, many have um, have uh, compromised the gospel of Jesus Christ when we did at Calvary. In other words, they believe that to a point, but then they want to add other things to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's really weakened the faith to this point. Now, I have to be honest with you. Does the world really take the church seriously on? Do they take it serious for our word and for our walk in Christ? The majority don't, really, to be honest with you. Right, and look at this circumstance. Look at this circumstance. If 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 they were really fearful of what the you know what was going on, the church also should be full. Exactly. Unfortunately, it's not full because they don't take our faith seriously. Right. And I can give you an example. When 9-11 happened, there was like this really shallow spiritual revival. It only lasted about three weeks. You know what I mean? Everybody was scared to death, and they went to their nearest church or wherever and just went in there. And then after a while, it just everything kind of went back to semi-normal. It was never the same. Our nation has not been the same since 9-11. But there was this shallow revival. Amen? Because fear was there. And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, and Brother Daniel, that's only a few years ago. It's almost 20 years ago that has happened. Mm-hmm. 9-11, and I, look, I was I was thinking about this afternoon, just so funny you bring it up. I was seven years old, and I remember that day to the T. And, like, yeah. I remember the fearfulness and the unity that America brought them first couple of days. And I remember right. churches being full because they knew where the hope was at. Mm-hmm. They didn't think about the hope being in the government, they knew that the church was there. And look, just 20 years ago, look how, look how, uh, the world has turned on the church. Just 20 years. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And don't worry, don't worry audience. We're going to get to the good things, but we have to set the foundation <laughs> of where we're at. We have to, let's, let's be real tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. be real, real about the situation. If we want God to move, then we have to point out why he hasn't been moving. But I believe that's going to be turning around very soon. But right now, we just want to deal with the past a little where America has been at. Because I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm going to be bold tonight. And I know some are going to be like, you know, you just seem like you're really harsh or you're really hard. It's because of the seriousness of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't learn from my example, we're going to repeat itself. That's right. what history does. You know, and man pe- repeats itself from its mistakes. And people are dying. You know, that, that's, exactly. that, that's our that's our whole purpose of doing this podcast, The Resouls. This coronavirus, look, we all have our own thoughts and our own things of why we think it's happening. Right. But we have to remember that souls are splitting hell wide open. We don't know how many people died. And, well, we know how many people died according to the media. 
But we don't right. know how many of those were born again, Bible believing Christians. We just don't. Right. And so we're just, you know, we said that we're going to be talking about the spiritual realm about what we see what's going on. And so we have seen that there's just been a watering down of the gospel over the years. Now, there's been certain ministries that have kept the faith. Amen. Amen. They have kept the faith and God give revelation about um, what Christ did at Calvary. Amen. We can mention that with JSM and some others that have kept the faith to that point. So praise God. Amen. Amen. But overall, the church in itself, you know, was very uh, unhealthy and you know, we have to look at what, what's really going on. Why hasn't there haven't been really a move of God or a revival? That's something that's really our, our fault, really. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the world system can only have so much moral values because it's going to be measured by how the church is acting and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, whatever age. You know, specifically our age right now in America. So, you know, I just see this as like, this is we we have brought this on ourselves to be honest with you i'm going to say something right now that's probably going to shock some people but for many years a lot of christians thought that the judgment could never come to america Mm -hmm. or nothing could happen to us Mm -hmm. and yet we're there at this moment you know there's a reason why things happen whether man's involved in this or conspiracy or whatever but god has permitted it to happen and we know that God's always going to bring glory mm-hmm. out of man's faults and their decisions because he's sovereign God he's, and he's still in control. And so from that point, we've seen some of the stuff that's been uh, done in the church world. The gospel has been as, remember what the Lord did in the temple when he chased out, you know, the money changers. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing in itself. The gospel has been like merchandise for these years to a point. And so... I just believe that's where we're at right now. We've just had misdirection and misplaced faith and truly what God did for us in this new covenant. Now, on the other hand, we have to look at the world system. I've already put the, the blame really is upon the house of God, mm. God's people. But now let's look at the world system over the years, the mocking of the name of Jesus. Mm. You have these late night uh, show, uh, the host, they will blaspheme the name of Jesus Christ, mock them and all the things that have been going on. You know, thinking that <laughs> that God is just a figment of our, of our imagination, mm-hmm. and He's not. We know that God is real. Mm-hmm. As you have looked in the last ten years, what they've done on the TV programs and movies, they have mocked the name of Jesus. Last year, they were proclaiming Jesus as a homosexual and all His disciples at the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. You know, you had so much that's been done in the world, and you know that's how the world's going to be. Honestly, that's how it is. They're going to act like they never act because we were like that at one time too when we were in darkness. But God is not going to be mocked. He'll uh, he'll deal with stuff for a while and while and show mercy and and grace until finally he has to deal with things. And in our nation, we've seen uh, the abortion and how far that went to the point that even if the baby's born, they still can kill the baby. And and see, being Bowie was talking about that earlier. We had talked, Amen. and. We were mentioning how the Democrats and a lot of liberal ideology, oh, protect the baby after it's born. We need to take care of the kids. We need to feed them. We need to love them. Look, don't mistreat the children. But before they're in the womb, or when they're in the womb, oh, they're just a feces. They're not, they're not something that, that is care, you can care for. It's not a human being. And that's what's hurting our nation is the, the slaughter of unborn children. I believe since... Abortion was passed. Almost sixty million babies have been, been, been butchered by these right. people called doctors. These these executioners, and we brought it out mm-hmm. the other day for bell worship. It goes all about point back to that. But that's where our society is today. They're not taking God seriously because it's not being taught of God no more either, in the school right. system. And so, what's one of the ways that a, that a nation gets extinct? When the enemy has used all he can, like you know, he he like bubble gum, you chew on it and you chew on it till you get all the flavor. Finally, he just spit it out, mm-hmm. and that's what he's done to most from uh, adults in the American society. So, what does he go after after that? He comes after our children. You know what I mean? Yep. He comes after the baby, and that's where we're at as a nation. He's attacked so severely that we've seen all the horrendous crimes that have been done to our children, innocent children. You know what I mean? So, I mean. 
what do we expect? Do we think that God is going to just wink his eye as mm. Paul said in the book of the book of Acts and just, you know, okay, this, this can carry on. There's a reckoning coming and the reckoning is here now, my brother. It's here now. It really is. So I believe what's going on right now is the mercy of God has finally shut everything down for a little bit because he's trying to get people's attention. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's amazing. Like you know, it's amazing, brother Daniel. Everything you're talking about, I was thinking about it today. So we know we on the spiritual right issue, what we're talking about today. And the thing is, Come you on, know, we, we we can't. You know, I was thinking about that today. You know, as a nation, as a church, and a nation as a whole, we actually spit at Christ's face. We actually threw God's name under the table. I mean, we got to admit, I mean, I'm American, I'm a Christian, I love my country, I'm more patriotic than anybody you can think of, but we got to admit, our country as a whole, and churches as a whole, we, we deny Christ's truths, we, 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 we went politically correct, I mean, we, 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 as a nation and as a church, we, we deserve God's judgment, I mean, I hate to say it that way, so, I mean, so everything you're saying tonight, I've been feeling that as well, Brother Daniel. And Brother Daniel said it earlier, the, 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 the judgment of God starts at the, in the house of God. It don't start mm-hmm. with the world. The world don't know God. Mm-hmm. That's why they're in fear. That's why people should not, that's why the Christians shouldn't live in fear, but there's more Christians being in fear more than the world is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's because their hope, they don't know who, who their hope is in. Because mm-hmm. they read, First Timothy one seven, for God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Christians wouldn't be going crazy. I'm not saying cautious, I'm saying crazy and fearful. They don't have a hope in Jesus Christ. Well, is this the thing, for example, it's like if a parent was living in the house and you wouldn't stand by and have your son and daughter just come in, do whatever the heck they wanted, and go in front of your face and do things, uh, breaking your rules, what I'm trying to see in your house. Right. How you as an individual, as a parent, would feel, you would get angry. You would be like, how dare you do this in front of my face, you know, coming in my house and disrespecting me. Well, we got to understand, we live in God's world. And, and we live in America where this is God's place. And we're totally smashing them in the face where we're saying, we, don't wanna, we want your blessings, but we don't want your rules. We don't want... Thus says the Lord in our churches and in our society, we want the blessing, but don't give us no commands. Don't tell us what to do or what to say. So, and in the house, you know, you know, it's the same thing. We live in God's world and we're breaking his rules and we can't expect him. This is what many Christians don't realize. We think God's just going to pat us on the back and say, oh, go ahead. You can do it. It's fine. And, and realize, yes, God's a God of love, but he's also a God of correction. And you live in his world, and he's not just a standby and to see us do what we want, you know? Amen. And um, the first scripture I wanted to read was First Peter chapter 4, verse 17. It says, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Mm-hmm. And if it first begin at us, what shall be the end of, be of them that obey not the gospel of God? That's a heavy, heavy scripture, man. But, uh, Let's let's just talk about the judgment of God for a little bit. You know, some people say, "Well, it sounds so," um, you know, like God is just so mean in that. But really, wh- why does He use that? Mm-hmm. Why does He use that with a nation or with a group of people or even a, just one person? He uses it because what He wants and what He desires that there would be fruit of repentance mm-hmm. after that. The Bible says it also in uh, Hebrews chapter twelve, verse uh, I think it is verse six. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourges every son whom he receiveth. Amen? Amen. And what father does not bring discipline to his son or a child if they're not acting correctly? He doesn't do it out of anger or because he wants to be mean. He does it because he loves his child and he wants the child to act inappropriately. And that's all God does us. And, and the so thing can is, we, yeah, and the thing is, Brother Daniel, like you were saying, God loves us. God don't want, you know, he desires us to live healthy and well. But at the same time, you know, you mock him. I mean, you're just opening your arms. You're, 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 you're telling God, how can I explain it? You're, you're, you're taking off the hand of protection of God off for you. And you're allowing yourself to be cursed under Satan when you say, you know, God, we don't want to do what you want to do. Because people say, well, mm-hmm. God, well, God, why God will allow terrorism? God, why God will allow sickness in the world? God did not allow this. 
it was men and Satan that did this. There we go. And yeah, and God, right. God's gonna use it for His glory. Mm-hmm. It's Amen. proven oh, throughout yeah. the yep. whole the whole Bible that when things go wrong, God uses it for His His glory, and it work it works to His benefit. And you look, you know, that's what a lot of people might be thinking. Well, y'all think y'all think God made this virus? No, God didn't make this virus. Mm-mm. Like Boogie just uh, Anthony just said, men made this virus. God's Amen. using oh, yeah. it to wake up His people. That's right, my brother. I'm glad, I'm glad you're clarifying that because I, I believe, I think I did say that God has permitted this judgment, you know, and it's true. You're right. We've got to make sure that what we're saying is, 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 is spot on. You know, it's not him actually doing it, but he's permitting it. It's an instrument that he's using because he's trying to get our attention. Mm-hmm. And if you look right now, my brothers, he's got the world's attention. Mm-hmm. He's got people's attention. Amen. So now that we've talked about the heaviness, you know, prior to why we were at right now, at this moment, you know, the 24th of March right now, where we're at, it's the mercy of God. I was telling a brother yesterday, I said, bro, I go, God has slowed slow down this train of America on the track, the train that's going full speed ahead, getting ready to go over a cliff. This is God's grace slowing it down, you know, showing mercy to us by permitting this to happen. So it gives people right now a chance to to reevaluate their life. Remember that old science fiction movie? I don't think I ever watched it, but it was called The Day That the Earth Stood Still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never seen Amen. it, but heard a lot about it. Yeah. But think about it. That's, that's what's going on right now. I believe it's God's grace right now. He has shut everything down to get a hold of the church, first and foremost, for all, because we have to be dealt with. We have to examine ourselves whether we be in the faith, Paul said. We need to take inventory. You know, every believer, I, I know that I'm speak, speaking specifically America. It means the whole world of the church. But I'm specifically speaking about our nation because we have finally come to a point that God's going to deal with it. Because there's so much that he wants to do, but he's got to deal with his church first. We can't present the world a weak gospel or a compromised gospel if we're not walking in it right. If the, if the world is not seeing us walking in the demonstration of Christ's love by His Spirit and His power, they're going to keep they're going to keep taking us as a joke. But my brothers, I believe that God's getting ready to turn this all around now. Well, now let's talk about some good things right now for a moment. I believe that if, if 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 the church can discern right now what's going on, that if everybody take that time, get into the secret place in that closet and seek the Lord and pray and cry out for our sins and for the sins of this nation that God is getting ready to send a revival. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. I believe that with all my heart. Well, brother, really Brandon, do, but it has to. brother Brandon said it earlier today in his Facebook live video. Oh, he wow. said that there's always some, when you're, when you, um, everything, some always bad happens before God sends always something good. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and Boogie used the example was talking, um, I think it was the other day mm-hmm. when, uh, when Azusa Street happened, people were worried because wasn't it they had a fire or something go on? I think there was an earthquake or something or a fire or earthquake. Something happened disastrous and people well, they were had like, the Frisco earthquake somewhere around that time. Mm-hmm. I forgot what year my brother said somewhere yes. on there near that time. But yes, people sir. people mm-hmm. were so fearful that when they heard about Azusa, they went to it. They opened it was it was open arms and God used that disaster mm-hmm. to bring people into into the into the faith, and it was one of one of the greatest revivals that ever happened in history. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Right now is a time of just preparation, even though we're still witnessing to people, even at Walmart or wherever we go right now, because people are people are scared to death, my brother. Right now, if you look, if you mm-hmm. really look, there's a spirit of fear of all people. But that's what happens when a person doesn't know who Christ is, mm-hmm. because their hope is in this world system. Their hope is in their money. They're 401k, 401k, excuse me, mm-hmm. and them things. But it's going to take a lot more than that, what we're dealing with right now. Well, you know, uh, this is an act of grace. Unfortunately, a lot of people are coming to church because they don't have football on right now or they don't have a, a sport going on right now because that was their God. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You, you'd be surprised how many people are frustrated and, oh, this must be really bad. Why? The stock market is going down? No. Why? The, the There's all these deaths going on? No. Baseball got suspended or NHL got suspended. <laughs> People are depressed over right. this. 
And look, I'm a, I'm right. as I'm as big as a, a a football fan, baseball fan. I'm not too much into basketball, but sports in general, I love it. But at the same time, I'm not depressed mm. from from these things being canceled. You know, they, these are material things. But some of these people, this is what they live for: the stats and everything. Well, they had a was it a a basketball player that died well, a couple of months ago or weeks ago? Oh, Kobe Bryant. Oh man, you thought the Pope died. You thought Billy Graham died. I mean, they they worshiped the man like he was some type of god. And and like don't a, get me wrong, if you read about this man, he was a great man. Right. I don't know if he knew the Lord. Right. But he he helped out a lot of people. But it's sad, like you said, how much they worship. Mm-hmm. You know, or not we'll say worship, but they admire this man so much that they people stop work. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. People stop work to go to his funeral. Wow. Yeah, that says a lot of stuff. The condition of the church and the condition of our nation. You know, what are we worshiping? What are our priorities? You know, what 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 do we have passion for? Right. But the believers should be passionate for Christ first above all things, you know? Right. I'm telling you, brother, right now, God's mercy has really given us a chance to reexamine ourselves, to get refilled and to prepare what he wants to do. Because you're right, he is going to bring something good out of it. He just wants to get the church back to where she needs to be, mm-hmm. right in its rightful place, in Christ Jesus, amen, and his gospel. And that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed, if the church has discernment. If the church understands where she's at right now, right? Not all understand it right now, but that's what we're trying to do tonight. We're just trying to blow the trumpet. Say, here, this is the direction we need to go. This is where the Lord wants us to do at this moment. Praise God. And a lot of people on this podcast probably would have thought, "Well, they're talking about the sickness and the, how it's horrible that all these people died and the numbers are sick." Yeah, that is bad. We do take it serious. We think that it's you know, it's 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 horrible. Don't get me wrong. But this right. is an opportunity for the church. Or is the church spiritually awakened enough to tell people, yeah, that is bad, but, you know, as bad as that sickness is, what if you die and you go to hell? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to face the other side? Do you right. know Jesus Christ? And look, I'm at fault. I put sports in front of things and I put sports in front of the Lord. And look, I made the mistake. I'm wrong on that. And I've asked the Lord to forgive me. Sports, I'm passionate about sports, but I'm not as bad as I used to be. Mm-hmm. But that's not my number one priority. And that, that's what the thing about the church, the church. Are we putting things before the Lord? And when something happens, when it's taken away, like Brother Brandon preached Sunday morning, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's because exactly. look, look, he, he quoted um, Samuel mm-hmm. chapter mm-hmm. five. About Dagon, they put it in Dagon. Dagon fell. They picked him back up. He fell again, and then all of a sudden, sickness started coming around. Mm-hmm. Amen. The Lord was trying to wake the Philistines. Say, look, y'all got me in your presence, but y'all not doing. Y'all put me in a false idol's room. And He said, I'm not going to be shared with nobody else. Amen. There's no glory, no no flesh shall glory in His presence. No other, not even no false god. Nothing will glory in His presence. Amen. 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 And so 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 goes like this. And this is a picture of the last day's church, the way it is in some, and the body of Christ. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, uh, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accused, and contended, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof for mm-hmm. such turn away. Amen. So this is the state of the church, man. This is this is where we're at, my brother. But now, but now when God put everything on hold right now, here's a chance to, you know, to really examine ourselves and say, Lord, what is it that, that I'm sinning against in my own heart? Is it hidden sin? What is it, Lord? Redirect my, my heart to you, Lord. Prepare me as a sanctified vessel to be used for this last day's harvest. That's where this is at. I believe it's getting to get the church to reexamine their focus on what they've been preaching. Amen. What have we been preaching for the last 20 years? Mm. A feel-good gospel, mm-hmm. or I call it a, a sugar-coated gospel, 
or a smooth gospel. A cotton candy you know, how gospel. How is that working out right now? <laughs> and, and you know Amen. something, Daniel? We're living in the age where in Revelations they see a church when uh, Jesus said, you know, you say you're rich and have need of nothing. And about almost 80, almost 70% of our churches, that's the condition. They're like, well, we want to bring our people in. We don't want to make them, you know, we don't want to mention sin. We don't want to mention homosexuality. We don't want to, nothing to rock the boat. You know, we're not going to talk about other religions. We just want to talk about love, love and prosperity. And, and, and the thing is they're leaving out other gospels. They're leaving out the other side of Christ. You know, like I exactly. said, he, he's a God of love, but he's also, we don't hear he's a God of correction. And so I, Remember, you know, bro. and so I think that's what I've been feeling lately. I've been praying about this and I've been feeling God been telling me he's pretty upset with a lot of churches right now. We have, we have a, a, a Hollywood Christianity right now, a script Christianity. We say only certain things to bring the church and bring the people in. Well, it's based on money and it's mm -hmm. based on entertainment. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Entertainment is let's get the best lights. Let's get the best musicians. Right, right. Let's get the best hyped up music. Mm -hmm. It don't matter what it is, that's because right. uh, I heard a preacher say one time, "Yeah, in the worship service, that's why I had the group play that song by the Beatles." And I'm thinking to myself, the Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles were the most satanic group back in the in the '60s. Communists. Yeah. They were communists. Right. They had all these. Mm -hmm. They just had. They, that's they, another topic in itself. Huh? Right, that is a topic in itself. But and also, look, this don't fit the agenda. And look, don't get me wrong. I saw a preacher the other day saying, "Oh, let's pray against this coronavirus." And look, we should pray against the coronavirus. We should pray against things that attack. But as I told Anthony earlier, it don't fit into their mo. They can't make money off of this. People are not working. Mm. They can't. Right. You know, they 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 can't say, "Well, look, God's gonna bless you with a million dollars. Just give me a thousand. And the person's like, "Well, look, I just lost my job today. Well, I can't work." I can't work. I, there's no thousand dollars to give. You get what I'm saying? It's no. It. This is hurting. It's just not hurting the economy. It's hurting the prosperity movement because hey, if we're a Christian nation and we belong to God, well, we prosperous. That's what the Pharisees thought. If they, we were prosperous, God bless. You know, God's blessed us. That means we're with God. So God's not blessing yeah, us, and they're sending this. Oh, oh, and we're in America. That that don't fit the mo of prosperity movement. Mm -mm. Galatians chapter one verse six says this: What Paul said. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Verse 7, for which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Verse 8, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Amen? Amen. And so this is mercy right now, my brother. God's going to realign the church for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see are going to come back and repent and say, Lord, man, we left our first love. None of us can never say we've never done that, spiritually speaking. Sometimes we get lukewarm and cold. But God is going to do a stirring of the church. He's going to come back and bring us back where we need to be. I'm telling you, my brother, the days of the denomination are going to be over soon. God is going to form a body within many to come together in these last days. Amen? It's going to be like the Book of Acts experience of the day of Pentecost. You know, we're going to come back under the banner of what he did at Calvary and his victory. And to be able to proclaim the true gospel. There's only one gospel. There's only one gospel that we can be saved by. What he did at Calvary and all that. Amen. Amen. And so, um, you know, you I'm know, so thankful for that. You know, but Daniel, I was hearing today, um, I was listening to the radio today, and they were talking about how they want to bring Islam and Christianity together. They, and they had a pastor from somewhere in in Texas or somewhere who wants to invite a, a imam to come and preach. Let's show how right. we have we have unity, and and that's what I'm talking. That's what we're talking about today, you know. And I know economicalism. That's a whole nother thing. But it, since we're dealing on a little bit of it, I think that's a good topic too. God is not happy of we're joining with people who did not believe Jesus is the way. And I, a lot really? of churches today, like the Rick Warren, we love Rick Warren. We love these people. We pray for them, but it's all about the peace movement. You know, let's bring peace in the world. We don't matter how we do it. We can bring a Jew. We can bring uh, Islam. We can bring a Buddhist in uh, and, and God forbid, we even bring in Mormons. And I mean, these people don't have the same gospel that apostle Paul preached, Jesus preached, and these are our examples, and we we don't see it nowhere in the scriptures of none of this. But yet we have these yeah. rig warn these people.
They're bringing all this in and this mixture. And God says, I don't want my temple to be polluted with idols. And that's what right. our churches are doing. Wow. You just said something I, I want to say that mean, I think me and Isaac were talking about this the other day, me and Brother Isaac. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you heard about the earthquake in Salt Lake City. It was just outside the city. Oh, yes, sir. It was a five point something. Mm-hmm. And um, they got this big old idol on top of the Mormon church that had a trumpet <laughs> mm-hmm. in its hand. I think it's called mm-hmm. the, was right. it the Angel of Moroni? How you would pronounce that? Uh, Moroni. And the trumpet, mm-hmm. yeah, it fell out of his hand. Mm-hmm. And it, this lines up prophetically what Paul was saying in Galatians chapter 1, another gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, if an angel or anybody preaches another, let it be a curse, you know, let it be a curse. And that, I believe that's a sign from God that that trumpet would fall mm-hmm. out of the hands of this false angel, you know, this false religion. It's mm-hmm. a false gospel. I'm right. not trying to be mean to them. No. We still love the people in mm-hmm. the Mormon church. We want them to know the, the true Jesus Christ when he did at Calvary. That's right. You know what I mean? So praise God. What, what what a sign. And with the thing is like economicism, they make it sound so great. You know, we don't want to hurt no one's feelings. Like I was heard a preacher today and he's right. He said, how you feel if you go to a doctor and you have cancer and the doctor taps you on the back and said, don't worry about your cancer. You know, it's not going to harm you. It's not going to bring any death to you. He says, that's not a good doctor. If a, a true doctor is going to tell you the truth. And a lot of preachers today, we have people with cancer, spiritually speaking, and they're like, no, we don't want to hurt nobody. You know, we're just going to let you die. And God takes that real serious. And we don't, you, you can't, you know, Jesus said, it's better that a millstone was hanging around your neck than the cat to defend one of these children. Amen. It's awesome because in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 26 through 20, it says this, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised saying, yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. And that's what's going on, my brothers, right now. There's a shaking that's going on in the world and all in the world and also in the church. Amen. Amen. And it's going to be a good shaking because it's going to realign us. It's well, going to realign us to our first love. I put that on Facebook last night. You're talking about fear, going mm-hmm. back to the fear of God. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give props to props is due. I was listening to uh Not Ashamed. Phil Robinson's podcast and his oldest son, Al Robinson said, if you have the fear of God, you will not have the fear of death. Mm, Because, because if we fear God, we won't fear the coronavirus. We won't fear anything that the devil brings to us because Joshua said it the best way. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Mm. Now we said this, look, man made this. And I believe that the coronavirus is uh, a tactic from the enemy. But whatever the enemy throws at us as believers, if we truly believe in what Jesus Christ did at the cross, we don't need to fear death because the begin the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And Amen. when you said that, Amen. when you said about fear, that, that triggered that off, that we, ha- that we shouldn't have fear. We should have faith in what God did. Yeah. That's excellent. That really is, man. That really is. I'm telling you, God's going to be doing something within the church for those that are hungry. And are seeking it right now, you know, to prepare for what's coming in the future. You know, people are really fearful right now of what's going on. And we don't want, I mean, I don't want us to be fear mongering, but we have to, we have to be real that if, if, if it's like this right now, you know, what's going to be like during the tribulation for those that are left behind, mm. you know, how much serious is going to be bent at that point. And so I just believe God is shaking the world, trying to wake her up and say, come back to me. You know? mm-hmm. Come to me. You've heard my gospel. You've, you rejected my son. You have your own way. Mm-hmm. But if you really look, a lot of people are starting to question what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. What is happening? It's a good thing for the church right now. You know, mm-hmm. that we have prayed. Think about it. How many prayers have we have prayed over the years saying, God, send a revival. Yep. Lord, save my brother or save, you know, my lost loved ones or my neighbor or my coworker or whoever. And right now, I believe God's answering that prayer. Okay, it's, it's, opening the eyes, it's opening the eyes of the unbelievers. And that, that's why it's Come. so important, you know, 
you know, I and I I feel the devil's trying to, you know, he's trying to put fear in the heart of men, but he's trying he's using the the government leaders to say, hey, look, let's try to stop the churches as well, mm-hmm. because I, uh, you know, I told you, uh, brother Daniel, that of uh, a, uh, a couple of days ago, brother Joey Dugas from Jesus Worship Center, his live stream hit one point nine thousand views. They were shocked because all these big churches, some of these big churches saying, look, we're just going to close. We're going to wait till all this is over. And we just look, y'all, y'all go, y'all go home and y'all watch live feeds. But mm-hmm. people are looking for the truth. And I looked at some numbers. Like I said, I haven't looked at the updated numbers for new beginnings, but we had almost 500, 600 people all together. Look at this, our live stream. Wow. And, that's pretty awesome. It is awesome. It, but people are hungry for the truth, not as I said, a cotton candy message, Amen. a feel good message. Is is they're not they're not looking for that right now. They're looking for hope. They're looking for comfort. They're looking for peace. And if the like we said earlier, the church isn't in the right place, we're not going to lead them into the right place. We as believers need to stand up and say, as you say, get in our prayer closet and say, Lord, open doors. And we need to go ahead and and look for those lost souls to give them hope that Jesus Christ will take them through this. I believe that one of the reasons for a revival will finally come is when the churches say, you know what, we're just going to do what God says to do. Come on. You know, we're not going to be there to please. We're not going to have economicism. We're not going to try to please men. We're we're just going to preach the gospel and let God have his way. I think that's when revival is going to happen. And, when, and in, uh, us as Christians, when we start carrying our cross, and, and not for salvation purposes, but like when we start, like we do like the rich ruler, when Jesus told him, says, uh, he says, well, I have all these Ten Commandments. I followed everyone since my youth. And Jesus said, but you lack one. Sell all you have and give to the poor and come and follow me. And he, he couldn't follow him. And, of course, we know when Jesus said through the eye, the camel of an eye through a needle, and a rich man can enter the kingdom of heaven. Not that because he was rich, he couldn't go to heaven because his possessions hold him right. back. So exactly. I think I think that's what God's trying to do with Christians and worldly. He's trying to get mm-hmm. them, look, get away from your worldliness. They're all vanity anyway. Like me and daddy was talking today about Solomon. He said, everything is vanity. Vanity, vanity. A man builds. He, he, he works hard all his life. And he has a foolish son that can just come and spin on and destroy all that he did. You know, so we have, I think that's what God's trying to get people to realize. Everything is vanity. Focus on heaven and the new kingdom that's coming. Well, I told y'all, I told y'all today that I was uh, reading uh, Daniel mm-hmm. and I came across Dan. I think it was Daniel chapter five, mm-hmm. either four or five when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream of the tree, mm-hmm. how the fowls of the air and all the animals came to this tree. Then some, someday somebody came and chopped it down and it caught the dew of heaven and it just, it stayed in the wilderness and Daniel said, look, I'm telling you, it's this, you know, your king, you, you're going to be like an ox. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to be brought, you're brought up and you're going to be brought low and you're going to be humbled. And Daniel said something weird. And I think this is, we can point this to the church. He said, look, do you have a space to, for repent? Do good. Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord to forgive you and move on. And there's 12 months. Just 12 months after Daniel told him that, he walked out on his balcony and said, boy, look what I did. And while the words were in his mouth, God said, nope, you. this is all going to be taken away from me. And he, grew gra- he ate grass like an ox. He had the dew of heaven hit him. They put him out the pasture. He came a mind of a cow. Yeah, he, he was crazy. He, he Basically, he went crazy. And yeah, when he man. came out, he said, Lord, I know who's the true God now. And I think that's what the church needs to, you know, I'm not saying the church should be like a cow, but the church needs to wake up and they need to say, listen, the end is near. And God, like brother Dan, you said, this is a time of grace. God has given us that 12 months of grace. Mm-hmm. They say, look, do right. Get in your prayer closets, repent. Because the Bible said, if a nation would seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven and he would heal their land. The only way that America can truly be healed from coronavirus and all the nations is if America's Christians stand up and say, look, we're going to start praying and we're going to start seeking the Lord. And guess what? He's going to heal our land because we're putting, we're going back to our first love. Amen. And we also want to give encouragement to the body of Christ. Now that we're dealing with the, you know, the real issue. And you're right. You're right. 
Second Chronicles chapter seven verse thirteen. Verse fourteen says, "If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land." You see, God is still merciful. That's what He wants. He just wants us to realign ourselves to Him. Amen. And I know, bro, and you, you all know it too. We can testify this. And, and Pastor Bandit said, "I didn't know that part." He said that on a on a Facebook Live, and that was a pretty awesome message. I heard some of it. You know that you know that God's going to bring something good out of this, and I just believe that. So we want to encourage the the audience right now. I know it sounds a lot like doom and gloom at the beginning, but we're just dealing with what 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 why we're where we're at. But we know the God that we serve, that He's gracious, that He's merciful, and that He's loving. And as soon as people repent, He He extends His hand out because He wants, He desires. He desires fellowship with us and to and to bless us and to be with us. And so there's a promise right there in that scripture right there that if we do, if we really seriously take into consideration where we're at and pray unto our God and ask for forgiveness, you know, first, what the church is uh, lack, and second, for our nation, I believe God's going to send revival, my brother. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that. We're getting realigned right now. Like I said earlier, I'm saying it probably, I don't know, two, three or four times already, you know, the self-examination of our heart. Yep. The saying, Lord, use us in these last days. Well, I'm going to go ahead and quote something. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, now you got to remember, oh, the, they, were, they, were, they had the Red Sea in front of them. Mm-hmm. They had the Egypt army in the back of them. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're in that predicament with this, this, uh, this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, the government's shutting everything down. And when we look forward, you know, today was the first day that the Dow went up so many points, brought us back out of that. And look, that's great news, but that's up and down. Mm-hmm. We don't have certainty what's going on. We're facing the Red Sea. And we're like, Lord, what are we going to do? Moses Come said on. unto the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today for the Egyptians whom you've seen today. You shall see them again no more forever. And they didn't see him forever. It's the same thing for us. Look, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Do not be fearful. Do not be fearful, church, because, look, if you trust in Jesus Christ and you come back and you you you, you stand in God's word and look, like you said, Brother Daniel, we have a revival coming. Mm-hmm. The Red Sea is going to open up, and we're going to start marching to that promised land. Mm-hmm. We're not going to stay in this middle ground of where the Egyptian army or this coronavirus is in the back of us. And we're looking, oh, look, it's all doom and gloom. When the Israelites started with doom and gloom, guess who came pull through? Mm-hmm. God showed them his salvation. He opened the Red Sea, and they, got, they started going to the promised land. Amen. That's awesome. You know, that's awesome. In the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter, starts at verse 24, it says like this. He says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, he's talking about the, the scriptures before that. I will liken unto him a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. It fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Mm-hmm. We know that it's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. We want to encourage the brethren today and tonight. Yes, we are. We are. Uh, we are. We are going through some uncharted waters that we have not faced. But the Lord is with us. Amen. Amen. If He's truly your Lord and Savior, you're standing upon a rock right now that's going to see you through what's going on. That's what this is about. Realign ourselves back to Christ and what he did at Calvary. You know, the book of Acts, what happened when the persecution came and all that? The church came together. They were selling their property, and they were helping one another. They were breaking bread and praying together and fellowshipping. Now, I know right now with the circumstances we're we're under right now, we can't really do that to a point. But I'm telling you, God's getting, he's going to do something. He's going to do something really awesome when this is all said and done. When we get through this and we get to the other side, I believe the Lord's really going to move. He's got our attention. He's got my attention. How about you? Amen. <laughs> and well, the, and the thing is, Brother Daniel, you know, whatever the devil meant for evil, God can turn to good. Like Joseph told his brothers. He told him, he says, look, you, you made it for evil, but God turned to good. He said, many people are saved today because of the evil you have done. I came to Egypt. 
I mean, God used me to save Pharaoh, his household, including my family and all, uh, the whole world in his day. So, you know, sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes we think, oh, it's bad, it's terrible. But you'd be surprised how God can turn something around and use it totally for a good end. It's good, my brother. Amen. We want to finish strong this, you know, this podcast tonight with a spirit of encouragement and faith in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. That if we're rooted and grounded in him, everything's going to be all right. He's going to see us through. Amen. Just like he, when he was in the boat with the disciples and the storms came and they were fearful. Mm -hmm. And the Lord got up and rebuked <laughs> the winds <laughs> and the waves. Amen. The storm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to bring out a point that I said, and look, I, I don't know why Come God on. led me to the book of Daniel today, mm -hmm. Daniel mm -hmm. chapter three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, that, you know, mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar built up a big tower, Come a on. big statue. And he said, look, y'all going to worship that statue. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, we're not going to do it. They had them bound up. Nebuchadnezzar said, you know, y'all going to, y'all have a second chance. Y'all do it. And they said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not. We're not going to bow down. And look, you're going to put us in that furnace. We believe God's going to spare us from this furnace. But even not, we're still not going to bow down to, to that. We could say the same thing. Look, we're about to go through the furnace. The world is putting us through the corona fire, uh, coronavirus fire. Mm -hmm. And we got to see, are we going to go through the fire and trust the Lord that he's going to pull us out? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to go ahead and say, well, we give up. We're going to bow down to it. We're going to give heed to the world. And what the government says and how we're going to go ahead and live. Mm -hmm. And that that's what we need to go through. And look, they, they went through the furnace and they walked out with Jesus. But you're not dealing with the, you know, prosperity message says you don't go through the fire. You know, you don't go through those things. So, well, but like yeah. we said, the prosperity message mm -hmm. doesn't match with the prosperity message. It don't, it don't. <laughs> well, that's not working out too good right now, my bro. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> to be honest with you, you can't speak it. You know, you gotta have to, we have to go through it sometimes amen amen yeah we got to go through it and you know brother amen. daniel i was thinking today in uh, samuel chapter one uh, chapter uh first samuel chapter four i was reading about when eli and his two sons when and i was reading notes today and i, I found it was pretty interesting you notice how when they went when they were defeating the philistines they went get the ark of god and they mm -hmm. never asked God, and this is talking about the modern church today, because you can link it up. Come on. They never on. asked God, hey, can we go get the Ark of the Covenant? They never, nope, did. they never did. And another thing, too, is God didn't want them to bring, like, a magic argument. That's what they would think. It was like a rabbit's foot, like Brother uh, brother Brandon was saying in church. They would use it as a magic object. It, they was, mm -hmm. what, God, what God wanted them to do, he wanted them to repent. Yeah, yeah. He wanted them, look, I... You, you don't need this Ark of the Covenant. Why you just go repent? If the whole situation would have turned around, they would have probably defeated the Philistines if they will only repent and say, God, we, we repent. We did wrong. We didn't follow your Ten Commandments. We didn't follow your laws. Forgive us. God would have mercy on them, and they would have probably been delivered from the Philistines that day. But no, they used the Ark of the Covenant. It could be a symbol of Christianity, too. because it, it was a symbol of Christ and, and stuff. And they were using that to cover their sin, and and God said, I don't want you to. Many churches are doing that. They we have buildings. They use God. Yeah. They, mm -hmm. use, they use God as a cover to hide their sin, but they don't mm -hmm. use God to cleanse it from their sin. How many are going in churches and they're full of sin? They, I mean, I heard. I mean, I had actually people telling me we live in the adultery, but we go to this church and we go to this church, and I'm like, I mean, they must not be preaching the truth because you'd be convicted. You know, people use churches to cover their sin instead of repenting. Or they use they use the term like this. Well, we know you're living wrong, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we're not the one to judge. Mm -hmm. God's right. the one to judge. No and repentance. No, no repentance at all. The thing of it is, Jesus said, judge them by their fruits. They forget that whole scripture. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. if Jesus Jesus broke his own commandment, because Jesus told the Pharisees exactly what they were doing wrong. Exactly. Right. Now, praise God. I just want to bring up one, one more issue that I feel in my heart. And then, you know, whatever you all want to say to that, I'm fine with that. But I really want to encourage the body of Christ tonight, those that are listening or that want to share this message, uh, specifically for those that have children, too, and a family, you know. I just want to encourage you, even what's going on right now, that the Lord is going to supply our needs, all right? Yep. Yes, we've done all we have to do to prep out and this and that. But ultimately, He is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide Mm -hmm. We see what he did when he was on this earth. He fed the 5,000, remember? Mm -hmm. 
and that was not even including the children and the women. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. He's no respecter of persons, amen? amen? He loves all his children evenly, every one of us. He loves us the same. And I'm telling you, he is going to provide. He's going to see us through this. The main thing is just us being locked into him by faith, that we are truly rooted, uh, rooted and grounded in him and trusting him for our necessities. I want to encourage people tonight, look unto the Lord Jesus Christ, who is above our economy, who's above this coronavirus, mm-hmm. who's above this world system, mm-hmm. because he's conquered it all at Calvary. Mm-hmm. We're, in, we're in covenant with him. This new covenant has given us so many benefits. He's going to take care of his people. We have a father in heaven that loves us and that's going to provide the bread and all that we need as we go through this time of darkness. Amen. Praise God. All right. Yeah. Well, good Good word, Brother Daniel. That is awesome. And I want to give like a few scriptures about, and you know, about God protecting his people. You know, if you go to Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 18, I encourage people to go read that. John 10 and 10. Uh, Exodus 8, chapter 8, verse 22 and stuff. And I encourage people to go to Acts 28 and verse 3 and stuff because these chapters, it deals about how God protects people like in the book of uh in the book of uh, exodus you know as if you read this chapter god protected israel from the diseases that egypt faced so it's encouraging to go like the bible said you know apostle paul i believe said that that these things are for our example so i encourage people to read that be encouraged about it go look it up and 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 these are things that tells you hey a christian is protected by the blood of christ now we act wisely i mean we don't go you know, we don't go through a fire when there's, you know, you don't go jump into a building a fire when you know there's a fire. I mean, that's just stupid. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, when you get bit or, or, or something happens to you, you don't look for, you know, God can still heal you and protect you from diseases and stuff. Like he did with Apostle Paul. He, you know, he was in a brush of fire. A snake bit him. And Amen. they, they looked on. at him. And they said, man, this man... It, they, the people knew there was a deadly snake, and they didn't bit him at all. Now, Apostle Paul didn't go play with the snake or try to it just bit him. He didn't deal a crocodile mm-hmm. on him. Right, right, and God protected him. And so, use wisdom. I mean, things happen, you know, but God, you know, but use wisdom, but God will protect you. And that's what we got to encourage people to do is, just, you know, trust God. On my closing points, I want to go ahead and bring out um, – Brother Daniel, great stuff tonight. Uh, yes, Anthony, great good. stuff tonight. It was Thank you. a real encouragement to us as the body of Christ to move forward. I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters in the faith, listen to this Amen. podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Luke chapter 12, verse 4 and 5. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. Mm-hmm. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he has killed, hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him, fear the Lord. We talked about that tonight. Coming back to the center point, and that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Getting in our Amen. prayer closets and saying, Lord, we're in a crisis. People need to hear the gospel. Open doors. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Christians that are going out there and going to this mode of buying toilet paper <laughs> and buying all kind of groceries. Look, me and my family, we prepared because we thought I wasn't going to go to work. Mm. Thank God I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. But we went just in case. We was prepared just in case. I didn't fear this coronavirus. I feared not having income and food for my family. Big difference. But look, and that, that goes to that goes to what my next point, 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God is not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I had a sound mind when I said it. Lord, I'm not dwelling in fear. Because I'm going to fear you. I'm not going to fear the ones that can kill the body. I'm not going to fear this coronavirus. I'm going to fear you. And that gave me a sound mind to do my next move. But I also in this last point, Psalms 23, 4, a lot of people love Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leading me to paths of righteousness, all these great scriptures. But there's a line in verse 4 to say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It's not because I'm by myself. Or I got brother Daniel or brother Anthony or someone else with me. 
for thou art with me. The Lord is with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. A shepherd that watched his sheep use that rod to, to, to chase off the wolves. But the staff was there to correct the sheep. But them sheep knew that, look, yeah, he corrects us. But at the same time, he got something to protect us. Remember, though we walk through that valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear no evil before God is with us. Remember that tonight as we go ahead and close this podcast. Brother Daniel, we thank you for being with us again tonight. Um, we hope you're in studio next time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we, we miss the fellowship. You know, we miss the, the, the fellowship with you being here. But uh, Anthony, welcome back again. And um, great stuff tonight, guys. I think the Lord is going to use use this on this podcast if you enjoy please go and share this podcast episode go to your facebook and tell people hey there's a podcast that preaches the truth brothers that are just looking into god's word and studying let 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 there be open doors share this podcast and get this podcast out um if you do not like us yet on facebook please go to brothers just searching and also new beginning fellowship church on facebook and uh guys until next week Y'all be safe out there. Um, a warning. Hand sanitized. Don't touch your face. <laughs> and uh, don't run out of toilet paper. And prayer. And prayer. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Y'all have a good night and God bless. <laughs>